Fooled Man Can't Get Fooled Again. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in... Episode number 100. We made it to the centennial mark. Centennial? We did. So, it took us a while to get here. Took us 99 other episodes to get us to episode 100. Took a little longer towards the end of the year with school and work being busy and just it getting dark at 4.30, me thinking the day's over type of shit. But we finally got here and what a ride it has been. We had some ups, we had some downs, uh, we had um, some mishaps, some dumb things I've said, some questionable things I've said, covered some topics that you might not feel interested in or just disregarded completely as mumbo jumbo, as the, the ops like to say. But we pushed through, we got better as we went. I'd like to think. We've improved in some areas. Some areas obviously still need improvement. I'm never satisfied. And I say this at work all the time. And it's just like a personal thing, I guess. Like I never give myself a good rating on anything because there's always room for improvement. And I do that to people and they don't like that at work. I never tell them they did a perfect job. I always like, I don't criticize them. I tell them they did a good job and I tell them don't celebrate because you still have work you got to do. You know, you never want to build someone up too high because the expectation gets too high at that point. But we got a big episode ahead of us, being that it is New Year's Eve 2023, heading into 2024. We're going to look back on this year, cover the top stories from throughout the year, maybe some top movies, top shows, bad movies, bad shows, bad shit that happened. We're going to finally get around to how Mario is pronounced, because I don't think I touched on that yesterday at all. I know it's in the description and... I think I wrote in the subtitle or the sub yeah the subtitle. Um, I never actually talked about it. It was on my list of things to talk about, and then I I think I looked down and we were at like twenty five minutes, and I started going on about beer battered shit, and I was like, all right, well, <laughs> we're uh, we gotta we gotta shut this thing down. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, I say I say Mario. I don't know if anyone else does. I've heard pe- I've, most people I encounter say Mario. Um, I've gotten corrected on it a few times where people are like, why are you saying it like that? I'm like, what? And they're like, you say Mario. Yeah, it's Mario. I don't know. Like, I'm married. You don't say you're married, right? Did that, does that make sense to you? Like, oh, I just got married. That sounds stupid. You say I got married. What do I know, though, right? I'm not a fucking linguist. You know, I didn't go to school to be a linguist. I can barely talk as it is. And speaking of talking, I've noticed there were two episodes I think I did with my retainer in. And I used to think you can't hear the difference between me with my retainer retainer and me without it. And I think that might have been a lie I told myself while I was wearing Invisalign. Like, oh, you can't tell the difference. And in that case, 
the the retainer is significantly big bigger than the regular Invisalign. Like the retainer I have is clear. You can't see it. I mean, you can see it obviously, but it's clear. It's not like those old ones that like go above the roof of your mouth and everything. And it's like, there's the metal bar across it. It's not like that. Like my retainer is clear. It looks like Invisalign. It's just like a thicker version of Invisalign. Like it's more of a mouth guard in that regard, a mouth guard in that regard, spitting. But um, I used to think I was no difference. It was probably a lie I told myself to convince myself that there was no, you couldn't tell, but you could tell because I listened back on those episodes and I'm like, you can tell there's something in my mouth. Or what could have happened is that I've gotten better at talking without it because I was probably used to talking with it in. And I knew that there were times when I had it in and not talking to you guys, but just in general, like I'll wear it throughout the day. Like it's comfortable. I think it's comfortable to wear a retainer all day. Like the clear ones, it prevents you from eating like snacking. It definitely prevents you from snacking because you can't eat with it in. I don't chew gum, so it's never a problem. And I clench my teeth when I'm stressed out. Like it's like uh, it's subconscious, I get. I don't realize I'm doing it until I'm already doing it. So this kind of prevents more damage to my teeth or it prevents damaging my teeth. But anyway, what the hell am I talking about? Uh, I don't know. So I'm not a linguist. <laughs> so we got that out of the way. And then I saw something in the store today. It's crazy. So the town I live in, I wouldn't say it's the best town. Definitely not a shithole. But there are parts of, I think this is in every town where there's parts of the town that is a shithole. That are, that it's like the, the side you don't go to. It's like if you're over there, you probably shouldn't be, especially if it's dark or any time past like 6 p.m. You shouldn't be over there. And there is that one area by the Wawa where it's a free for all. There's like a little shopping center over there, which is wild because I thought that was... I don't know what was in these buildings behind the Wawa, but the Wawa is always a free-for-all. So you pull in the parking lot and there's just people everywhere. Like there's people walking in the parking lot. There's cars coming in and out. The inside is packed. There's like 15 workers going and it's like a thing down here. Like Philly, South Jersey, Wawa's. Like they they look down on 7-Eleven where like in New York, we think Wawa's don't. We don't have Wawa's. Number one. Number two, we're 7-Eleven kind of kind of folk. 7-Eleven Duncan type folk up there. And so they look down on the 7-Eleven. But I love 7-Eleven. Nothing better than a Slurpee. I'll always say yes to a Slurpee no matter what. Every time I go into 7-Eleven, I'm getting a Slurpee no matter what. So I go to the 7-Eleven, right? And the 7-Eleven, it's run down because no one goes to it because it's Wawa country. So I walk in and there was... When I first moved here, there was an old lady... Two old ladies owned it. Like talking like 70-year-old ladies owned it. And I think they sold it to some young Indian dude because the Indian dude's in there now and he's like changing stuff. He's like cleaning, you know, stuff like that. Like he's not like a worker though. You could tell he's like important. Like he's definitely owning the place or he's invested in the place or something because he's changing things around in there. Nice guy too. But anyway, this place is always full of the weirdos that probably got kicked out of Wawa. And if you get kicked out of Wawa, you're probably doing something really wrong. You're probably not the nicest person in the world. But I walked in and they had a fucking big mouth Billy Bass. Did you ever see these things? Or you remember them from like 2004? <laughs> these fucking things? So I'm going to play a video right here. You know, because we're high tech around here and shit like that. And it's just a fish on a plaque. And then at this part, it turns and swings to you. That's all it is. It's great. Like the tail is shaken, and then at this, like when it turns and faces you, sings to you, and then puts his head back down. It's great. It's wholesome fun. Like there's when these things came out, I forgot where I first saw them. I think it was like Toys R Us or some shit, KB Toys maybe or something like that. And I was like, this is. At first, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. And then you hit the button, you're like, 
oh, this is pretty cool. And like they popped up in like people's offices. It was like, hey, check this out. And they press it and everyone's like thrilled by it. Even in the episode of The Sopranos, I think it's season three, like episode like six. I'm a Sopranos guy, so I know this kind of thing. Uh, He gets a big mouth Billy Bass as a fucking Christmas gift and everyone loves it. So like these were a thing for like, I think like a month. I don't know. But if I see one, I'm like, I didn't know they still made these things. Definitely didn't know they still sold them. Because most of the ones you see now, like if people still have them at their house, like the battery's dead and you're just like, what's the point of this thing anyway? But they had one in the 7-Eleven. And of course you have to press the button. And I was like, ah, how about that? Look at that. A little big mouth Billy Bass. The guy was selling it for like $23. So I was like, ooh, not a, it's outside of my price range, bruv. But Big Mouth Billy Basses didn't know they still existed. But those things are fun. If you ever if you ever see one, you have to press the button on these things. I believe my good friend Sal is a big Big Mouth Billy Bass guy. Right? All right, we're moving on because we can't do the big mouth Billy Bass thing all night, all afternoon. We got top stories we need to cover from this past year. So this past year, I mean, everyone's been kind of onto it at this point. Like the world kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's kind of shitty. Uh, people are assholes. None of this really makes sense. Everything's too expensive. I think everyone came to the conclusion that like it's not going to be okay in the future. Like I think everyone kind of realized with like the pandemic, which is one of the topics here, hitting in 2020, and then just how everything kind of fell apart. And I think people realized like this is all just like a big house of cards. Basically, none of this really makes sense. Like, what are we doing? You know, like what are we doing? Why do we need to go to work until 7 p.m. at night? You know, why are we stressing ourselves out? All this stuff. Like everyone kind of like checked out but we had to go back to work because you gotta you gotta keep the wheels in motion but now everyone's like mentally like beyond like the the grind you know some people are still like yeah you gotta work fucking 60 hours a week (laughs) break my back and it's like yeah you can do that no one's saying you can't and no one's making fun of fun of you for getting yours you know but i think everyone's kind of like this is fucking stupid but you have to do it you know you have to contribute to society but with that the year has been good there's been some good things been some bad things some funny shit all this and that so the first thing that obviously happened or is still happening i guess politics baby (laughs) number one I feel like this is the worst since 2012, I think has been the worst time for politics. It's just been getting worse and worse with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads, TikTok, like everything is just amplified. Everyone's fucking mean to each other on there. Like there's, it's just nasty. And I, I participate in it, you know, like it's, you got it. Like it's, you're in part, you're in, you're into it now, but there's been scandals, uh, that weirdo, the fucking dude, um, George Santos blatantly lying to about everything he's ever done, getting elected, and people are like, huh, he duped us. And they got kicked out of Congress for, like, literally, he lied about everything. Um, he spent money, he spent campaign funds on OnlyFans. Like, I think he's out, I, I think he's openly gay. Maybe he's not. Not that that really matters, but like, he's a weird dude. He said he was Jewish and he's not Jewish. He said he's black and he's not black. Uh, he went, he said he went to some school. He never went there. He had, like $10 million net worth. That's not even close. He's got like two Facebook stocks or something crazy. So he was just in politics running wild. Uh, Trump got indicted several times for felony counts. You can disagree, agree with that all you want. But the fact remains, he's going through a process of like 91 felony counts of shit. So like that all happened. Um, Hunter Biden, just to keep it equal, has gotten indicted. Although Hunter Biden doesn't work in the government. You have to mention both. So he got indicted for bribery and illegal gun possession in Virginia and tax evasion. So 
That's always fun. The tax evasion, I feel like, is something they can just... they There's something worse going on, but they're like, we can't get you for that because that's going to fuck up your entire life. Let's just get you for tax evasion. We'll give you a fine. See you later type of thing. So I think the tax evasion thing is just like icing on the cake, or it's not even icing on the cake. I think it's just a whole different dessert in general. Like, we don't really want to pinch you for that. You're the president's son, but we got to get you for something here. Here's a tax bill type of situation. And then those wildfires that happened in Hawaii. Brady, you remember that, right? So the Hawaiian, the Lahaina Hawaiian wildfires burned the entire fucking uh, woods down. (laughs) The woods, the entire island got smoked. Uh, That was due to dry air moving over, the wind shifting, and lack of preparedness, warning, dumbing it down, being like, oh, it's just a small fire, no big deal. And then, of course, the rich people houses, the real estate, like the, the waterfront property just remains untouched. Still getting to the bottom of that and that fraud, The Rock... And that fraud Oprah coming out with they're going to start a they're going to have a fundraiser and all the money they fundraise is going to go to the people. But it turns out it was just a cover for everyone making money and then they were going to donate a little bit of it. It was a whole thing. So people got duped because of that. But that was a pretty wild wildfire, so to speak. And it destroyed an entire fucking island. So there's that. And then, of course, the attack from Hamas into Israel. Um, It's looking more and more like Israel is just carpet bombing the entire area every time there's a new report because at first it was like oh they're just targeting hamas and then it was like well well there's some collateral damage and then it was like oh well there's video of you just bombing an entire town and then they're just like well fuck them and everyone like it's just like eh, fuck them like yeah we are they're not admitting they're not coming out and saying yes we are but they're just like eh, what are you gonna do about it you know we're israel we have a billion trillion dollar economy we buy all our weapons from the u.s like what are you gonna do about it so that's still going on um doesn't see when that fight's been going on for centuries since the beginning of fucking time with those people over there tom brady retired officially retired from the nfl i feel like he was gonna come back this year and then he was like ah fuck it you know because he could probably still sling it. he could definitely still sling the you know flick the pill but uh i feel like if, when you're a professional athlete like that and like he has what seven rings like the dude is He's done more than enough. Like, there's no reason for him to play anymore. I think he kind of just was like, why would I want to go do that when I literally don't have to do anything? And I know he was turned in. He was in turmoil with the FTX thing, which I guess happened this year too, right? Didn't the FTX thing? Was that this year or last year the FTX thing happened? I know Sam Bankman-Fried, the uh, owner of FTX, went to jail recently for that or got convicted. I'm pretty sure he's in jail. Got convicted of all that for just swindling all that money and just buying celebrities to endorse it and buying arenas and all that stuff. So I know Tom Brady was involved with that. And I think he was labeled on like a, um, a lawsuit by like a coalition of investors being like, you should have done better dil- better due diligence before you fucking endorsed this thing. Um, but they, he had everybody. Sam Bankman-Fried, that dude swindled everybody. And for a weird dude, for a weird guy, that's not like personable. That's not like a, he's not like that dude that the WeWork guy. Like, what was his name? Adam? I don't know. Where he's like a salesman. Like, Sam Bankman-Fried is just a weird fucking person. And you're like, how the hell did this guy convince all these people to buy into it? But anyway, so Brady was involved with that. But even though he got divorced from Giselle a few years ago, he lost a lot of money. I think they live right next to each other and the kids just kind of go in between their houses. Who the hell knows? But I guess on a good note, uh, COVID-19 ended... It was announced that it was ended earlier this year. Uh, I think that was right around... When the fuck did he say it was over? I don't know. He said it was over. And we're in the season... I got COVID like three weeks ago, if you remember. Uh, It sucked ass. And... 
I think we're in the highest rates. Excuse me, that was gross. I think we're in the highest infection rates since the beginning of the pandemic. Like I know everyone that hasn't had it has had it because that was the first time I've had it. And now I've the people that I've met, it's not like we're in a Reddit or anything, but the people I've met that have never had it have gotten it this year. And like it, it does go one extreme to the other. Some people are like, oh, I got tested positive. I had a little headache where me, I was out for like six straight days. I couldn't do a goddamn thing. I couldn't get off the couch without passing out. So, but COVID was declared, you know, we're over it. I think he was just announcing that to get all the government programs like the PPP loans and all that shit, the student loan program, all that stuff like off the board. Like you can't use COVID as an excuse anymore to like not show up to class. Like, you know, I think it was more of a business decision. Like, all right, we're all coming back to the office type of thing. But as a country, as a country, we're going back to the office type of situation. And then that Titan submersible, if you guys remember this one, Brady, you remember this because this was fun. Not, it wasn't fun that they died. It was funny how they died because you saw this tin can that they got jumped into, had no seats. They were just laying in this thing, had a little window in the front, and it was controlled by a GameCube controller that you can buy on Amazon. And you're like, wait a minute, this company has billions of dollars and this is what they came up with? Like the owner of the company has billions of dollars and this is it? And people are paying like 200 grand to go see the Titanic, which is cool, but you got to go James Cameron on that one. If you're going to go do something that extreme, you can't go cheap on it. You know, it's like getting a transition surgery. It's what like it's gotta be any kind of surgery that involves something that's gonna be permanent, like skimping out on a tattoo, um, any kind of face plastic surgery, boob job, any kind of job. If there's oh, you're getting a boob job, nose job, lip job, uh, tit job, <laughs> calf job, anything that has the word job on the end of it, you wanna you don't want to lowball that because that that shit'll fuck you up. So this was one of the things you should have if you're going to spend 200 grand, you might as well spend 500 or a million and pay James Cameron to take you down there the right way, or at least use the company he has to do it. These assholes were like, I know how to do it. We're going to use fiberglass. Trust me, it's safe. And everyone's like, I don't know about that. That's not a... And it was just controlled by... They had no idea where they were actually going until they got down there. And then they were like, you should be near it. There's no like radar on this thing. Like You're getting close to it, I think. You should be on top of it. Because obviously, the Titanic's not moving down there. But you know, they went down and I think it was... What did we search for them for like five days? Because they were like, technically, they still have oxygen left. So we have to keep searching. You can't just stop, especially if they're marooned out there in the middle of the ocean, just kind of stuck. Then you have to like kind of figure out how to get them or at least attempt to go get them, which would have been impossible. But turns out there's a ping on like a Navy ship because Navy ships can monitor the entire ocean. And they heard this thing explode like the day it happened. And you can't really report that because here's why they couldn't report that. And I think I might have said this in the podcast where I covered this fucking thing. Um, you don't want to tell the tell the ops, tell our nem- our adversaries what kind of technology we have. Because if the Navy's like, oh, we heard it. And like, how the hell did you hear? Would you have a boat in the area? And they're like, oh, no, we weren't even, we were like thousands of miles away. And it's like, wait a minute, you have technology that can listen thousand miles, thousands of miles away across the ocean. And you're like, oh, uh, no, you know, so you don't want to tip your hand. Plus the Navy isn't like search and rescue. That's the Coast Guard's job. And this was in international waters. So like you're on your fucking own. But yeah, apparently the Navy knew about it and was like, no, we can't really tell anybody because they're going to find out we have this technology. So let them search for it. And they're fucked anyway. So moving on to the next story. This one was kind of funny because it was the Bud Light hiring uh what's her ass um dylan mulvaney uh who's a transgender influencer uh they hired bud light hired this is where i always this is what always happens i get confused and i'm not trying to be like funny about it i legit get confused with the shit so dylan mulvaney was a dude that transitioned to a female right so she 
became the brand ambassador for Bud Light. And it's cool. Like, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't really drink Bud Light anymore. But if I do drink beer, it's mostly Bud Light. Bud Light's good. I'm not going to stop drinking it because of that. Because I just don't care. But obviously, half the other half the country does care because they lost a lot of money on doing this. And what made it worse is that Dylan Mulvaney, she was like a caricature of a female. It wasn't like she was, she was like over the top with being a female. She was being very like overly girly. If that makes sense. It wasn't like she was like, oh, I'm a girl and I'm just into girl things. Like it was like, oh my God, I'm going to wear pink today because pink is what girls should be wearing. And like, it was very like, this is, she's making fun of us. She's making fun of girls. That's what it seemed like. It was like, you're making fun of girls. You're not supporting females. You're making fun of us like you're acting like we're the girliest girls we're, you know what i mean it, feminists were pissed off being like cool but you hired a guy to be a girl and the girl is acting like how we don't want girls to act type of situation so now everyone's pissed off everyone got pissed off kid rock shot a shitload of cans with a machine gun um so if kid rock is pissed off you know the whole right conservative right is going to have a meltdown and then he got caught drinking Bud light at like a concert so do what you want with that information but they did lose a lot of money because of that um i think they ended up losing like 95 million dollars or some shit uh because their stock price dropped or bill gates wait the, what the hell <clears throat> excuse me bill gates lost 95 million dollars the company overall lost 400 million so they, they lost a pretty good chunk of money on this campaign and it was like there was no reason to do it you know, like beer, everyone's going to drink beer. There's no reason for beer to pick a side. You want everyone to drink it. And it wasn't so much picking a side as being like inclusive, but you picked the wrong one to be inclusive with. Like it was, that's what I mean. Like the trans crowd was like awesome, but the the feminists, the females were like, we support trans rights and all this stuff. But this is like, a this this girl is a joke. Like she's making a joke out of females and it was just like cringy, you know? So that got the kibosh got put on that pretty quick, but they ended up losing like $400 million from it. So sucks to be them. And I'm not one of these like go, go woke, go broke type people. Like I can give a fuck, to be honest. If you have a good product, I'm going to use it. I don't give a shit who endorses it. It doesn't matter to me. You want to be trans? Fine. Do whatever you want. Suck whoever's dick you want to suck. It's fine. If you want to be a girl, be a girl. Want to be a guy, be a guy. It's all, it's all gravy, baby. It's all showbiz out here. But when you're a company, like a massive company, and you do something like that, you shouldn't be surprised when half the country doesn't agree with you because half the country doesn't agree on anything. Like I said in the beginning, the political turmoil in this country is wild. 50% of the people hate the other 50 and vice versa. You know, like it's you're never going to get everyone to agree on shit. And this is what happened here was 50, 50% hated it, but the 50 that liked it, the 15% were like... You're doing it wrong. So it ended up being a pretty big collapse. And then, of course, the most obnoxious thing that's going on. I was all for this, too. And you already know where this is going. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. God damn it. Well, uh, Taylor Swift, she went fucking ballistic with her concert. Uh, She just she became a billionaire. I think she's worth like two billion dollars now. It's some crazy fucking number. And she's like a sweetheart, too, at the same time, which is like annoying because I really want to hate her. And you can't because she like people say like she tips way too fucking much. Like she spent like. I think a hundred million dollars on just tipping her staff throughout the concert. And this, it wasn't like she tipped a hundred million people a dollar. The people that she did tip were like, this is like life-changing money that she just, she just tipped me. And this is like a lifetime salary. She just gave me for helping her achieve this. Like she's really nice about it. But of course she starts dating Travis Kelsey and everyone loves Travis Kelsey. They, the people that don't like him, his ops are people that have probably lost to him in a game. They're fans of the other team, but they can't deny that he's a great football player. 
He has a successful podcast with his brother. It's a whole thing. But now that they're dating and it's all over the place, the NFL is promoting it. His podcast is promoting it. She's promoting it. She's changing lyrics lyrics in her song to add him in when like during live shows and stuff. She's everywhere. The paparazzi's following him. They are literally shoving the shit down our throats. Like it's now it's annoying. Now it's it, it was cute, funny. Now it's obnoxious and the Chiefs are losing, which if you go back and listen is what I said. Once they start losing, it's going to not going to be cute anymore. It's going to the, the silver lining is going to wear off and people are going to be like, this is annoying. Just get back to playing football, get back to singing your songs. And then it comes out that she spent like one hundred and forty six or she didn't spend, but her carbon footprint is like 146 years longer, 146 times bigger than the average person because she's been taking her private jet, which isn't like a little Cessna. <laughs> this is like a fucking charter plane to and from like Brazil. I think she's in now and then she's traveling to Europe for her concert. Like she's going all over the place, but she keeps flying back to see his games. And they're like, she is destroying the environment by, just by herself. And there's a whole... I want to get into this one day. You can have a whole podcast on this, on how billionaires, especially billionaires, just them existing as billionaires, like their carbon footprint is like decimating the world. Like just them existing. They're not doing anything. It's like they're sitting there and they're just burning coal nonstop. Like just them existing as billionaires, the tree that comes off of that, like their gravity or whatever of people around them, like their assistants, and then their assistants have workers, and then those workers have teams, and then those teams have staffs, and then those staffs hire contractors. Like that whole process is like, first of all, it's, it's their economies are bigger than most countries, but their carbon footprint just from existing as billionaires is like destroying the planet on their own. But we can get into that a whole other time because there's like a whole math equation some dude did that was like, if you didn't, these guys didn't exist, we'd be better off because they're flying private jets and they're flying their staff and another jet behind them and all this stuff. But we're going to get into that at a different time. Um, and then the last story, which is the best story I've seen, heard all of it. And I'm probably missing some. So if there's something I missed, feel free to write me and tell me to go fuck myself. But the funniest shit that happened this year was the Montgomery Riverfront Brawl. So what happened here was on August 5th, 2023, the year of our Lord, a large scale altercation took place at the Riverfront Dock in downtown Montgomery, Alabama. The incident gained significant media attention due to its violent nature, the racial undertones and Montgomery's racially charged history. So for any that's ever been to Alabama, that place is still living in like pre-Civil War era. They are openly racist down there. I think Arkansas has like the most racist town. Alabama is like the most racist state. So people are traveling on this riverboat and they're doing whatever they got to do. 7 p.m., the Harriet 2, carrying 227 passengers, returned from the riverfront park dock on the Alabama River. It just completed the five to seven cruise, whatever the hell that is. The riverboat's captain attempted to get the pontoon operators to move their boat. There was a pontoon blocking the blocking the boat from docking. They could not find the operators of this boat. The passengers on the Harriet 2 shouted at them to move the boat. After failing to get the pontoon boat owners to move for 45 minutes, the black co-captain of the Harriet 2 and an unidentified 16-year-old white male deckhand were transported to the dock to move the pontoon boat. So it's kind of like when you park in like a handicapped, you're getting towed, you know? The co-captain provided a written statement to police stating that he untied the pontoon boat from the dock, moving it three steps to the right with the assistance of the deckhand. They were then confronted by the boat owners, the white boat owners. The video of the incident shows individuals arguing with the co-captain. A short time later, he was assaulted by a white man who shouted at him to not touch his boat. Then Then the two began to fight with another white man joining the attack against the co-captain. Video shows that multiple individuals, white and black, attempted to break up the assault. A white woman from the private boat attempted to pull the attackers off the co-captain. A black man intervened to hold people off 
and another white man holds the co-captain back as multiple people pacify the original attacker. One of the white assailants appeared to punch the 16-year-old white dock worker who had driven the co-captain to the dock. The initial assault was broken up in less than a minute. This is where it gets awesome. Arguments and fights with Harrier 2 co-workers continued. A black teenager filming across the river to the dock arrived at the dock after the initial assault was defused. Moments later, he fought with two white men and pushed a white woman. Crew members disembarked and confronted the initial assailants, which led to another altercation. The co-captain's sister was involved with the new new fight, and the co-captain grabbed her and moved her at the Harriet 2. Bystanders and individuals connected to the initial assault began arguing and punching each other. A black man used a folding chair to hit a white man and a white woman who had been punched and knocked down by multiple black women. Some white people were thrown into the river. Police were contacted at 7 p.m. and again at 7.15, arriving at the scene around 7.18. The teenager being hailed a hero for swimming to the rescue in the middle so what this of that dude was doing riverfront brawl <laughs> the teen leaps off a riverboat so he's on the riverboat right being beaten on the dock. he jumps so he jumps after he sees a black dude getting beat up by some white guys he gets up he jumps off the boat swims across the river like swims across from one dock to another gets out of the water and starts beating the shit out of people people are hailing him as a hero they're like that man is swimming right there. They didn't say man. They used the N-word there, but I'm not going to do that. Um, and he was, the video gets just more intense because then you see, like I mentioned, you see the white chair come out of nowhere. And the dude, because like you, if you've ever used these kind of white folding chairs, they're kind of flimsy. They don't really hurt that much, but they hurt enough. You get hit with a chair, it's going to hurt. So this guy is swinging this thing. And he, so you see this white couple. It's an old guy and an old lady. They hit a couple of the black dudes, right? And then they will kind of walked away and I think they got pushed. So like they fell down and then the guy with the chair comes over and he, cause he saw it happen and just wailed them. One shot each just knocked them both out. One hit turned around, hit the other one. And that was it. And like at this point it's already a full on brawl. Like it's like 15 black dudes and like five white guys. Like they're just going at it. People are saying like, this was, this was payback for slavery. Like there, and it was funny, like the way the secure, the, the, the co-captain, he had his hat and he confronts the white guy. He takes his hat and the way he throws it into the air, it was like a signal. Like every black person over here, let's go beat this guy's ass. The way he tossed it up was like, I'm ready to fight. And it was like a, it was like a showman move the way he did it. And then he just starts brawling. And then there's people getting hit with chairs and thrown in the water. And everyone's just yelling at this white couple to, you know, go to fucking get the fuck off and all this stuff. So I think that was probably the best story of 2024 in my personal record book. I'm sure there's stories I missed, uh, stories that you probably think are more important. But I mean, obviously, it starts with politics and it ends with a shitload of black people beating the shit out of white people out of Alabama riverboat tour. So there's that. We're going to move it along to what's in store for 2024. I actually rhymed. I didn't think that was going to rhyme. I didn't know I was going to rhyme when I said it. But predictions for 2024. So we're going to play this back. Hopefully, if this podcast is still going, there's a lot of things going in the works this year, too, this upcoming year. A lot of moving parts. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But for 2024, here's my predictions on what's going to happen. So Tesla, company Tesla, it's going to lose its value similar to what Toyota's worth. Because right now, Tesla's way overvalued. And it did shoot up to, I think, like $300, something like that. And then now it's back down, lost about 40% of its all-time high. So it's still it's still pretty good. And at the beginning of the year, this past January, it was like $120. And then it shot up to like $320. And now it's down to like $250, maybe, around there. Uh, it's been hovering around there. But other EV makers, electric vehicle makers like Toyota, Honda, um, Rivian. Well, Rivian's really low. 
but because they're just strictly EV. Toyota, Honda, like these other companies, Ford, um, they're obviously playing catch up in the EV game, but they're catching up pretty quick. And they've let a lot of them have leveled the playing field a lot. That with they're getting better and Tesla's falling down, I think Tesla's going to be back to, I would say, under sub 200 around the 180 mark um, at some point next year. It might go up because I know they're doing, they're supposedly working on a cheap ass Tesla that everyone can buy that's going to be like 30 grand. But they also had the Cybertruck come out and the Cybertruck sucks. Like, let's be honest, I'm not shitting on the fucking guy, but the Cybertruck is awful. Um, it's there. People have done studies on it since it's been out, which they've only shipped like 20 of these fucking things. Someone took a and these are Tesla diehards that are buying these things because they have the the cheapest one you can get right now is 80 grand. But in order to get the 80 grand one, you have to pay an additional 20 grand because it's a founder's edition. So you're still spending 100 grand. And then the, the expensive one is 100,000. You can't even order it yet. You can order it, but you're not going to get it yet. That's the cyber beast one. So you're spending 100 grand on this thing. It's supposed to go 350 miles or some shit like that. And people tested it out like a couple Tesla. These are Tesla diehards. They bought this thing and their YouTube channel is like dedicated to like Tesla. So they drive on the highway. It lasted 175 miles. Their average speed was like 68 miles an hour, which is normal, which is kind of depending on where you are. It's slow. Like the speed, some speed limits are like 70 above, depending on where you are. And these are all, I'm assuming they're in California somewhere. Um, so the speed limit might be higher on these interstate roads. And 174, I think it, the miles it went. And then the charging, they had to stop from that point on. They had to stop every two hours to charge just to drive another roughly two and a half hours from there. So imagine you're driving eight hours. You get, let's say, three hours in, you have to stop, right? 170 miles. You're doing 70 miles in an hour. Let's just say three hours in, you have to stop to to charge. You don't charge fully because you're not supposed to charge fully at this point because it's bad for the battery. It's going to take too long. So you charge 20%. From there, that 20% dives back down two hours later. You have to stop, charge for longer, and it's going to be less time that you're on the road. So each time you stop the charge, the less your charge you're saving. So they ended up taking these people. I think they did like an eight hour thing. It ended up taking like 15 hours. Like it was some crazy thing. And they're like, what the fuck, Tesla? Like this isn't even close to what you promised. Like not even close at all. Like in the slightest. 174 miles is a fucking joke. It takes me 150 miles to get home from here to my hometown. And I use about a quarter, less than a quarter of a tank. Like I used to get home. I drive a hybrid. And like my total with gas and electric, I get like 700 between 700 and 750 depending on the speed and if i'm stopping and going i'm just cruising like easy 750 but if i don't have to hit the brakes or anything like the electric will kick on and it'll stay on until it drains the entire battery and then the engine will kick on charge the battery and it'll just keep doing that but people are pissed off at the cyber truck and then some other dude so this thing was if you saw the event was billed to be um like anything proof like anything it hits it's going to blow through if it's another car like it's going to blow through the car and keep going. A fucking Toyota Corolla totaled the Cybertruck. It didn't even hit it head on. It clipped the side panel and ripped off the entire side of the car. Like the, the wheel well, all that shit. It bent the frame because this thing's one big exoskeleton. Bent the frame and totaled it. $100,000 down the drain. Imagine that. So I'm sure they could scrap some parts off the fucking thing. There's no way that's such useless, but they can't use the car because the frame is bent. Once the frame is bent on a car like that, it's over. So those things are pieces of shit. And then they've been promising the full self-driving for... <laughs> 
I saw a video, it was like 10 years he's been saying this. Oh, by the end of the year, by the end of the year, by the end of the year. And then all the Teslas got recalled for full self-driving and they have to call it something else now. And they just put another update out this morning and people are like, oh, they fixed it so they can drive full self-driving now. I still can't use full self-driving on it. It just looks like it's going in the wrong direction. I said this a few podcasts ago, but like they changed from LiDAR in 2021 to a proprietary proprietary code that only Tesla has, Tesla engineers are making from the ground up where it acts like a brain interpreting information. But the problem is, is that we can't even do that with computers that aren't driving 60 miles an hour and that don't go zero to 120 in five seconds. So now that he's putting this code into cars and these cars are smoking things, they're just blowing through things that it should clearly not blow through. But he doesn't want to use LiDAR because all the other companies aren't. Tesla has to be different. So with all this nonsense going on and then him being on X, you know, it shouldn't tie together, but it does because he's bound to say something stupid like he already has on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It's just going to bring the stock down to where it should be, which is around the 180 mark. It'll still be the probably the best EV, highest like value EV company, but it's not going to be as what it is now because couple flops here and there. Unless they come out with a cheap car, I don't see it happening. So that's my one prediction. Another prediction is that Joe Biden will lose the election to Chris Christie. Uh, maybe I'm going to hedge a little bit here. I feel like Nikki Haley and Chris Christie are going to team up here at some point because I don't think Trump's going to be able, even if he does run, he's not avail- He's not on the ballot in Maine or Colorado. Colorado is mostly a blue state. I would say purple, more purple. Maine, more red than purple. Definitely not blue. And if he's not on those ballots, he's definitely not going to win. I don't think he's even going to be um, in the primary. I think he's going to just not be able to do that because he'll probably be arrested at that point. So I think it's going to come down to Nikki Haley. She's I think she's in second behind Trump. Uh, then Vivek Ramaswamy, who's going to keep saying dumb shit, and it's no one's going to keep no one's going to buy it. And I cannot see a conservative Christian person voting for a guy named Vivek Ramaswamy. It's just too ethnic. It, <laughs> It's just too not American for some people that live in fucking Arkansas to vote for. So I don't see that happening just because of that. Like I'd re- No one's ever going to say that, but that's what's going to happen. Because they said the same shit about Obama. A dude named Barack Hussein Obama. I'll never vote for that guy. It's like, why? His middle name's Hussein. And it's like, it's just a name, man. Like, he's not, ho- he's not fucking Saddam Hussein. You know, it's just like people, people, that's what people think. Like, they, it's, that's how some of these dummies think. So I can't see that happening. But I could see Chris Christie, Nikki Haley teaming up at some point. I would say Biden lose to, loses to Chris Christie or Biden loses to Nikki Haley and Chris Christie as a team. And he's like the vice president or something. But I could see Biden losing to Chris Christie. And then a personal goal is that I run a half marathon, which I got up to this past year. I didn't set it a goal for myself, but I did set a goal to run 10, which I did. I got up to about 10 and a half miles three times I've done it, but it fucking kills you. Like you are sore for days afterwards. And the problem is, is that you're sore and you're equally as hungry because you have to refuel your body, right? So like you're sore, so you can't really do anything and you have no energy because your body's depleted and you eat. And then you're like, that run I did three days ago was worthless because I just ate all the calories back. But a personal goal is to run 13 miles um, in one stretch. And then of course, when it comes to the Yankees, they got Juan Soto. They are extremely light in the starting pitching department, but they did get some bullpen arms. They have young guys coming through the pipeline other than the ones they traded for Soto, and they always develop bullpen arms really well. 
And with pitchers going five innings, six innings, they can rely on their bullpen more. So if they stack their bullpen, they have enough hitters now. I can see them going to the World Series. Obviously, they want them to win. I'm I'm going to say they're going to go there and they're going to lose to like the fucking Diamondbacks or something stupid. Because the LA Dodgers, for all the money they spent, they spent like $1.6 billion in payroll this, this offseason. You can't buy championships in baseball. It just doesn't work. You can do it like once. So I think maybe once or twice out of the 10 years they have these guys all locked in for. I think they're going to win one, but it's not going to work the way I think they uh, anticipate it to work. So Yankees get to the World Series. I'm going to say they're going to win. But in reality, in real life, I think they're just going to lose in the World Series. And then as for shit that happens worldwide, um, AI chat gpt ai all this stuff is going to keep i think it's going to be a breakthrough year for ai the same way we just had a breakthrough year this year just because how exponential this stuff has gotten since february when they released chat gpt3 to the world and then gpt4 soon after and just how they've changed and adapted gpt4 to what it is now which is legitimately like an assistant so it's going to get significantly better with gpt5 and hopefully you can talk to this thing like i can talk to it the same way i talk to alexa or siri or whoever you know what i mean like you talk to it as if it's an assistant hopefully it's a little smoother than that or maybe maybe apple's going to come out with it that's going to be like oh we're going to update siri and it's going to be fucking wild so i'm going to think ai is going to have a huge step next year because it's all hype now like now everyone's caught up ChatGPT or open ai is still pushing the boundary on it all this stuff and i'd love to see it like its next step like its next iteration Whatever that could be, if it's like a fucking assistant where like it's always listening and it listens to you like like that movie Her, which is creepy. I'm all for it. Like, let's fucking do it. I use fucking ChatGPT for everything. And then, of course, started with politics. We're ending with politics. We have an election next year. Um, like I just mentioned with Biden and Christie. However, I'm not even going to say the winner is, even like I just did, but I'm not saying this isn't that again. The country's going to be out of control next year because now everyone's very fucking angry still from the 2020 election. They're angry with Biden because inflation, even though inflation's down, but we have like a caravan of people coming from Mexico. Um, companies are just gouging prices because they can. Like if every company raises their prices, then there's no competition anymore. They're just all raising their prices. It used to be if one company raises their prices, everybody goes to another company. But I think what people realized, what companies realized when inflation hit was like, why don't we all just raise our prices? You know, like what's stopping us from doing that? Because everything is expensive now. I'll tell you what, tomorrow starts keto for me. And that's going to be another personal goal. That was a firework. Firework just went off. Brady flipped out. Um, what was I just saying? Oh, yeah. So keto starts tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, one last meal, one last ride, so to speak, before I start keto tomorrow, which I've kind of been doing on and off for like the last two weeks, getting used to it. Like I've been cutting carbs out slowly, but surely I've been putting like barbecue sauce on food though, which is sugary. So like, I would just got to cut that down. But this inflation shit's crazy because I went to McDonald's like final meal, you know, and that type of thing. I go to McDonald's and literally a Big Mac meal, just Big Mac, large fry, large soda. Number one, large. It was like 1150. That was before taxes. And I'm like, God damn. And I remember seeing a meme from 2004, I think, where a Big Mac, a number one Big Mac was 369, I think. Make it a large for like fucking 26 cents or something crazy. And I'm like, I remember that. You used to go to McDonald's with $10 and you can get like a McChicken and a fucking Big Mac meal and you're good to go. I was like, a Big Mac meal on its own, $11.50. That's crazy. I mean, it had points and I had to use the points because they were expiring. So there's that. But 
I'm like, this is wild. So I think what companies have figured out is if we all just, if they all just raise their prices, then fuck it. Like, fuck it. Like, what are they, what, what are we going to do about it? You know, look at rent. I mean, this is a whole other podcast. We can't get into this right now. The, the, there's not enough time in the year to get into this anymore, you know, but we're going to get into deeper shit next year. We got some things in the pipeline working out. Hopefully I got a little work trip coming up uh, next year. So we're going to see how that impacts the whole thing. That's going to be its whole, whole other animal. But this past year has taught me a few things, right? Um, I said, this yesterday. It took 100 episodes to get to this point where I'm confident enough to do a podcast where I can host it. I can have guests. I know how to put video in. I know how to edit videos. I know how to post them. Um, I know how they get on Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, all this stuff. So it took me 100 episodes and we're still going to improve off of all that. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for every listener that stuck with me this whole time. Because Sometimes it got crazy. Sometimes there were 10 minute podcasts. Sometimes there were fucking 45 minutes. Ones like today, a little bit closer to an hour. Then there were times where it just went dark with nothing to going on because I was busy. You know, and I don't have a producer. I don't have a staff. You know, it's me and Brady hanging out, doing this thing. And then I had school, work, new job, all this and that. So this last year taught me how to make a podcast. Now I know how to do it. And now it's from here. It's like, all right, what do we do next type of situation? So we're going to get into that and build off the momentum we started this year and keep this train rolling. Um, like I said, I got a work trip coming up this year, so that's going to be fun. We'll see how that uh, how that just impacts the entire situation. And then more than that, I set up some you know other personal goals, and you can follow along on this one too. So I've been mentioning that I haven't had a sip of alcohol for 36 days. Today's number 36 on the big board. Again, not that I'm like, hey, I'm going sober for the rest of my life type of situation. But, you know, the problem would happen. What happens? All right. So, you know, you go out drinking, you have a good time. For some reason, my hangovers are way worse. And it's probably because I drink a lot when I do drink. But that's not even the situation. What happens is it throws me off. It throws my equilibrium off because I like everything on an even plane. I don't like too many ripples. I don't like change that much. Like I like to have everything in order so I can anticipate things in advance. I want to know things in advance as best as possible so I can mentally prepare and plan it out. When I drink, what happens is that's fine. You have fun that night. The next day, the hangover hits and the equilibrium's off. Everything I plan to do that day doesn't happen or it happens and it's shitty or I'm miserable doing it. And then you have to get back into sync with everything. So I'm like, mm, let's, uh, especially with the holidays and all this shit going on, I kind of got to be the responsible one. And like I said, equilibrium. I don't want to throw the equilibrium off. It's just like, I, I'm, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm maturing. That'd be crazy fact. That'd be a crazy fucking thing. You know, <laughs> but uh, now that I told you guys that it's 36 days with no alcohol, now I have to keep it going. You know, if I just kept this to myself, no one would ever know if I'm just hitting the bottle after I record one of these things. But now that you guys are aware of it, um, we're going to try to keep the train rolling as best as possible. I think it's probably going to end. I really can't see a reason to drink in January. Um, you know, it's just so like it's, you know, it's, I'm not opposed to doing it. But at the same time, it's like, yo, it, it's just not on my radar anymore. I mean, it's not at the moment anyway. And then I did just mention this, but I'm starting keto tomorrow. I've done keto twice. <laughs> Excuse me. First time was before the pandemic. I did it in February of that year. And that shit fucking works. <laughs> uh, I did it from like December, I think, until like April. And like at first it sucks. You're like, this is miserable. And then you're like into it. You're like, you start seeing results like quick. Not even you see them pretty quick compared to like tra- traditional diets that take, you know, 
you have to stick with it and like, you know, judge your time over a full year type situations. This was like, holy shit, this works. And like, yeah, the downside is you can't have candy or sugar or like a Gatorade when you're thirsty. So you got to kind of like watch what you're doing. But when you boil it down, it's like, there's a bunch of shit I probably shouldn't be eating anyway. You know, like rice is good, but I can just switch that in with a salad and put chicken over that, you know, stuff like that. But it works. So I'm going to keep track of that because now that I know I can keep track with you guys with the alcohol thing, I can keep track of this and I'm going to keep it a hundred with you when I do break this because it's I'm looking forward to doing it. It's not like, oh, I got to fucking do this. and I got to lose weight in two weeks. So I got to do this shitty fucking diet to do it. It's like, no, I want to do it because I know it works and it does make me feel better. And it's a challenge, you know, you got to challenge yourself. You got to push. So we are going to wrap this thing up. Hopefully everyone has a great new year. You stay safe. You don't do anything crazy. Don't drink. Don't drive. Or if you're going to drink, don't drive. Um, have fun. You know, enjoy it. 2024 is going to be wild. It's an even year. Even years are hot this time of this time of the decade. So... I don't know what that means, but we're going to get out of here. We're going to get these clips out. We're going to get you guys out and we will go from there. So stay safe. Appreciate everyone that stayed along this journey with me and uh, we'll see you when we see you.